Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. And uh, welcome, after a bit of a hiatus on my part. It's it's Tuesday, and it's uh, July 21st, all of which put me in mind of my sister Susan, whose birthday's in 10 days. Susan, hi. Hi. Why why are we talking about that? Well, because I saw 21, and I just, you're 31, you know. Right, right. Right. Well, no, I'm not 31, but okay. (laughs) You wish. (laughs) <laughs> you no, will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be 69, man. I graduated yeah. at class of 69, and now I'm gonna be 69. <laughs> oh, you know that's interesting because I saw somebody tweet the other day. I'm 69 years old today. I graduated in 69. I never thought I'd be 69. So you're, there you go. I graduated in 66, and I. You know, I long past that. Not long, but yeah. So there you go. Well, um, I haven't done this since last Thursday. I feel like, uh, you know, sort of have to get more comfortable in the saddle here. Um, can I Can I begin with a, oh, oh, by the way, Susan, you're back in Green Bay, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, well, that's good because federal troops are coming to Chicago, so oh, you might God. as well just stay in Green Bay because the Gestapo's coming. Oh, God. I know. That's the most upset. So let's not go there yet. It's really okay? upsetting. I know, I know. But let's not go there yet. I have another cat story. Oh, good. Let's do cat stories. <laughs> I do. Uh, those of you who missed my last cat story, uh, it was just a cat, you know, that was walking down the sidewalk purposefully behind, about 20 feet behind its, clearly its owner who was walking a dog on a leash. So that was awfully cute, awfully cute. And, you know, behavior you don't always see. This involves another cat on a sidewalk. Um, but it's not as cute, if you ask me. So I was uh, walking the dog um, and uh, going slow because of the heat and the fact that my back was hurting. And I I was glad because the dog kept stopping to sniff. And usually that annoys me, but, you know, when you want to sort of take your time, it's, uh, oh, good, he's finding something interesting there. So he had his nose under a hedge, and um, I was just daydreaming, and he was sniffing. And then I heard the unmistakable, strange, high-pitched, yet growling sound that a cat can make, right? Yeah. Of war- warning, warning. A moo. Yeah. I thought, uh-oh, there's a cat under that hedge. And so I pulled, I pulled Blue out. And as I pulled Blue out, a dog in the house that was right there on the front porch starts barking and barking at us. Blue jumped at that. I turn, there's a woman on the porch, and I say, sorry, sorry, but there was a cat. I turn, and the cat has emerged, and it's big, and it's coming 
right for us. <laughs> I that. have ne- I cannot believe it. We got the <laughs> dog barking to the left. We got a cat looking like it's intent on killing us coming at us. And I said to the woman, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but there's a cat. And it's, my God, this cat. And she looks and says, oh, yeah, he's very aggressive. And I'm thinking, uh, yeah, that'd be one word for it. And I said, Blue, come on, let's get out of here. So we start walking much more rapidly up the sidewalk. I turned to look over my shoulder and damn if that cat wasn't just coming down the sidewalk after us. And it had a look on its face like, I'm going to kill you. I'm not kidding. This was menacing. And <laughs> I realized the absurdity of being a, a large human being with a dog who is certainly a lot bigger than that cat. And we are running in terror from the cat. And I was actually afraid. I was aware right. that I You're was, not wrong. That cat could have sprung at you with yeah, claws out and yeah. done real damage. I was, I was very much aware that there was some danger here. And so I, I, I try keep moving and moving and moving. I keep looking over, and that cat just keeps coming. And, man, it was like Jaws. Whose cat is that? That's a, I don't know. Should, I don't know. Well, someone it, should call the animal control. Yeah. I'm not kidding. What's the Jaws theme? The cat just kept coming, coming, coming. And I finally thought, i got to make a stand. So I turned and looked as big as I could look. I put my arms out, and I hissed. I went, it stopped. It stopped. I said, you go away, go away. And then I turned and started back purposefully walking away with the dog. And I turned, and of course, the cat was battling you. <laughs> yeah, still coming. <laughs> and we're coming up to an intersection. And I'm thinking, I got to cross that road. And if that cat crosses this road, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. I, it was the, it put us up against the fence of a big cemetery. And so we run across the road and I, I'm afraid to look back. Something sort of crashes near us in the like, blue jump 20 feet into the air. I did too. And I don't know what that, I still don't know what that was, but I turned and it wasn't the cat had stopped. The cat stopped at the corner. It sat and watched us until we were out of sight. I kept looking back and that damn cat. So it literally chased us off its the guard cat off its territory, off its block. What kind of a it's like I don't think a cat as doing something Tell like that, that to a lion. <laughs> Jesus, God. My God. Woman's offhanded row. Yeah, he's aggressive. I mean, oh, yeah, you know yeah. that. Yeah, aggressive. Maybe it's a cat. 
I wonder. Well, she didn't seem to try to rein him in. I think she was just laughing at us and, you know, trying to get her dog under control. God almighty. God almighty. I was really, I mean, I, I, my There's heart nothing was... worse than having to run with a dog when your back hurts. Let me just start <laughs> well, with but that. Well, that was a, when there's a rabid cat on your tail. <laughs> I just, unbelievable. You would think walking the dog was a, you know, a benign activity. Jesus. Boy, God. not in Chicago it isn't. It's so no. different walking a dog in a city and walking. Yeah. In, yeah. in Green Bay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was so, you know, it was so hot this weekend. Oh, and, God. I and I was just amazed at the number of unmasked people out on the sidewalks, you know, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and thinking, I, yeah, sure, it's hot, but, you know, put on a mask. Well, and I had a mask, the but it me, is... there were parties, you know, being held by twenty-somethings on their balconies, and I really? wanted to throw Molotov cocktails at them. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, when I see large groups of people, I wonder. I wonder, are you all related and live in the same house, or are you just being stupid? I don't know. I don't know. Well, they're mostly twenty-somethings that are just partying. They're just tired of being locked down, and 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 I, you know, I I'm trying not to be be too angry at them because I'm trying to think of how I would have felt at twenty if, you yeah. know, I was told yeah. to just give up a year of my life. Yeah, I mean, and it, you know, I'm I'm much happier giving up a year of my life at this age than I would be if I were fifteen or thirteen or eighteen or twenty-five. But in fact, if you're young, you know, time I, you've got so much time ahead of you. But I know you don't perceive it in the same way. And if you're old, you don't have a lot of time. So losing. Losing your, you know, your freedom your to life. live your life yeah. is actually impacts old people more right. in right. some Right. If respects. I am losing a, a year of my active life to inactive yeah. to enforced inactivity, it's a, you know, yeah, yeah it's a big loss because you don't well, know. Well, so how frankly, many that's why I resent the people. You know, if it, what is it? If we all know that if we all masked up, we could get this thing. I don't know. Under control in four to six weeks. And we won't Tell, do and it. Why, what is it that's stopping us from doing this? And why are the same people who are screaming about opening up the economy the people that won't wear the masks? When why are they, they actively working know. against what they want? I, you know, I, this, is, this is just so crazy to me. I can't stand it. Because they're stupid. They're stupid. And they're selfish. I got a nice, I got, I'm still on the animal stuff. Hang on. I got a nice little thing from Allison here. And she said that all of this stuff, you know, was extremely depressing for her being stuck in the house. Uh, you couldn't even enjoy a walk because of how awful the weather was. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Throw in the pandemic. Anyway, she says, trying to keep myself up. I painted, tried jigsaw puzzles, but never finished, did a lot of reading, and then I thought, chickens. I brought, bought fresh eggs from local farms, and they're much better than the store-bought. Well, you know that. 
Yeah. Right? Would you yep. agree? Yes, absolutely. You, they just they, they're delicious. My sister in law kept chicken had chicken. for years. Yeah. Right. So um Allison went and got herself got herself some eight chicks. And she named them Patty, Nugget, Fricassee. Oh, and that's all she told me. Maybe she wasn't into the other name so much. And and now they're building a coop and uh she's really she's really into it. And so she sent me um she's gotten really into chickens. So she sent me some little known chicken facts. I'm gonna share some. Okay? Okay. There are more chickens in the world than people. Which doesn't surprise me. Since we eat them so much, they gotta yeah, keep I don't eat, know. We eat six a week. Anyway, in fact it says Globally, chickens outnumber people three to one. Okay. Uh, shell color. Do you know what determines if a if they lay brown eggs or feathers? Their feathers. Their feather color. It says shell co- color is determined by the breed. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I guess. So, um, what do you think the longest recorded flight of a chicken is? <laughs> what was that chicken run no what was that funny little animated um uh movie that wonderful animated movie about the chickens um staging the you know uh, staging a breakout uh because the chicken farmer was uh was making he was not into eggs anymore he was into you know killing them and so, do you rem- don't you remember no, it no i have no oh it was just oh you do do it was so i want to say chicken run but that can't be it i don't know anyway um and one of the problems is that they can't fly so what is the longest recorded flight of a chicken how long how not feet how long did they stay <laughs> airborne uh, four seconds. No, you get, no. Well, you know, no. Some chicken. I mean, this is the only chicken who was flew seen for like a minute. No, no. It's in between those two. Thirteen seconds is the longest chicken flight. Do you ever wonder how? I mean, a hen can produce an egg in twenty-four hours. How do you do that? How exhausting. It's not the production of the egg itself. It's, it's and letting the, uh, it out. But how do you do that? Amy says it is chicken run. You got to watch that. It's the cutest movie ever. Um, so it says here that, yeah, hens take 24 to 26 hours to produce one egg and they take a half hour break after they produce that egg. 30-minute break, and they start all over again. Good God! Well, it's no wonder that we've domesticated chickens and started eating their eggs. I mean, they're just, they're plentiful, and they're nutritious, and they're good. But especially the ones at home, and especially if you feed them things like organic berries and and leftover Mm -hmm. vegetables, which is... Why my sister, they, I mean, they just ate, you know, the, their uh, organic vegetarian food scraps. Huh. Well, and here's more about brown eggs, too. Chickens that lay brown eggs 
have red earlobes. Who knew chickens had earlobes? Oh, yeah, sure they do. What do you mean? Well, if you look at a chicken, they do. All right. I'm almost done here. Roosters cannot crow if they can't fully extend their necks. So I got a rooster with a, you know, with a, with a neck uh, spasm ain't going to be able to crow. Uh, okay. Good God, it takes four pounds of feed to make a dozen eggs. Well, it won't taste as good as if you uh, feed them kitchen scraps. <laughs> huh. Okay, if you're I'm... just feeding them feed, they're going to taste exactly like uh, eggs, you know, that you get from the supermarket. Yeah. What, what makes I'm them only... taste good is, is their diet. I only have two more facts here, and they're both about individual chickens. One is named Kentucky. And Kentucky is no longer with us, but it was it was a chicken that hatched from an egg that had been incubated in space aboard the space shuttle Discovery. So I don't know. Did they think he zero was gravity be? didn't affect the development? No, the uh, Kentucky lived out his life at the Louisville Zoo. Okay, and finally, unbelievably, Mike the headless chicken. Says here he lived for 18 months after being decapitated. How the hell is that possible? His brain was in his neck. What? what <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Wait, I'm going to try to get more information on that one. Yeah. Oh my God! There's a picture of him. Oh my God! Check him out on Wikipedia. Mike the headless chicken. Oh, I can't stand it. Why didn't they put him out? Oh, God. What? He lived for 18 months after his head had been cut off. Um, it, it was thought to be a hoax, and then the guy who owned him took him to the University of Utah. And it was a fact. Oh. That Mike was... He was still able to balance on a perch and walk. He attempted to preen. Oh, he didn't have a head. He would attempt to peck for food and crow. He kept trying. Well, how did he? His eat? crowing consisted of a gurgling sound. And when Mike didn't die, Olson decided to care for him. He fed fed him a mixture of milk and water via an eyedropper, and also gave him worms. Oh, God. It's enough, Lynn, please. <laughs> All right. He lived 18 months. Okay. All right, that's it. No more chickens? You're, no no more, more chickens. chickens. All right. Okay, we did cats. We did chickens. Um, I guess we could do... Oh, God. I guess we could do. <laughs> oh, so is Trump starting up his COVID uh, things today? Apparently. Really? And I understand that no health people are going to be with him. He's doing this by himself. Did oh, I see God. that? Oh, I hope huh? not. No, well, well, if that's true and CNN and the others carry it, 
they should be I don't know. Well, I mean, they'll do on. what they they'll cut away the minute that he's not doing what he said he was going to do. No, they'll no, cuz they still love a train wreck. I don't think they will. They'll cut away eventually, but they'll let some of the train wreck happen. They'll wait till he goes, you know, freaking out uh, here or there. Uh, but man, well, you know, speaking speaking of train wrecks, did you uh, did you see that uh, Kanye West? Uh, yeah, seemed to screw up. Right along, well, because right uh, right along with uh, slavery being a choice, now Harriet Tubman didn't absolutely didn't. Actually no, he did. She anybody. didn't free the slaves. Yeah, she didn't do anything. Well, he's so. I think he's manic. How they can't? No, he's he's bipolar. He's, he's yeah. A, I know he's bipolar and he's in a manic phase. Yeah. So um, why anyone pays any attention to him? And here again, this is media, but. There's nothing you can do because they're going to keep on. Well, he was booed by the audience. Yeah, I think it was, you know, fans that went hoping that they would, you know, he'd sing or do something interesting. And and mostly they got irritated and left. Well, I didn't pay a lot of attention to it, but uh, some some woman went not as a fan, but to heckle him. And she was heckling him. And he got in a back and forth with her. Um. But, I mean, give me a break. I mean, Kanye West, what, he's supposedly running for president? I mean, it's just bullshit. Well, right. It, this is one of those, you know, shiny objects that are thrown out well, there. Well, I so mean, we, how does he think he's going to get on the ballot in 50 states? I mean, you know, it's well, he's not, not going to happen. Admit, he was that, I think all that happened in South Carolina, and, and he, I guess he did not get on the ballot there. I th- he's on the ballot, what, in Oklahoma? Fine, they can have him. Um, okay. Of course, Oklahoma so, is half of its former self, seeing that the uh, Supremes just gave it back to the... Uh, the Indians, uh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to... Um, let's see here. I guess I want to talk about this thing that's scaring me more than anything else, which is... The uh, Portland thing, um, well, and, and what I don't get is Chicago too. What? Yeah, but why? Oh, he wants to put him in. I mean, I just don't understand how you can't. We can't like somehow. The bully stop. wants to go in and beat up a few folks, but, yeah, but how he they wants? Can... This is a federal police for. When is the last and... time? A plain clothes, I mean, deliberately dressed in, you know, in in unmarked cars, in black, unmarked uniforms. You don't even know if they are, you know, just criminals or criminals. Turns out they're criminals. Well, what's interesting that I saw is that there are, get this, there are more than 80 federal law enforcement agencies that have essentially armed forces available to them, that have some armed force, 80. So he's plucking them from these various groups. So in Portland, those unmarked, you know, just says police, they're from uh, Customs and Border 
protection, the worst of the worst. They're from the TSA. They're from the Coast Guard. And they're from ICE. And, so yeah, they're the thugs of the nation. These are the jackbooted thugs that the right wing has been uh, warning us about. They all have to have such heavy, uh, you know, ammunition and uh, to take Because on. the government will rise up against its own citizens. Right. And yes, in yes. fact, it's doing that, and they're all for it. That's correct. And I want to ask you, if you're walking down a street or you're at a protest, and some guy in camo, totally covered up, un you know, I, grabs you and throws you in an unmarked car. How do you know what, how do you know what the hell is going on and how could that, it could so easily be some, you know, white nationalist thug because they dress in the same way. Why would you wear camo in, on the streets of Portland? It doesn't camouflage you. Uh, it's, you know, you're supposed to wear that in a jungle. What the f- It's just meant to terrorize, and it's meant to exacerbate. And since Trump put these feds, um, these thugs in Portland, the demonstrations have gone from a few hundred to thousands. Well, that's how the 53-year-old, you know, Navy yeah, veteran Navy guy, guy. Got, be- got beaten up, and he just that's stood right. there and took it while they just advanced on him and whopping him and whopping him and whopping him, and he's not doing anything. He's, he's saying, remember your constitutional oath. Well, that'll, what are you doing? Those are fighting words. You start beating him, and then you pepper spray him, and then you... You push him and you this and that him and yeah, he broke bones in his hand. Um, but I got to tell you, so he's got all those guys there. And um, if you want a more aggressive, don't follow the law type of um, of uh, thug, go and get him at Customs and Border Protection and ICE. Those are the big thugs. And they're used to not following, uh, you know, uh, the Constitution and law. They're used to doing things that are unconstitutional. Now, when well, he did the same that, thing in the demonstration in Chicago, you know, I mean, that was a peaceful demonstration, and the cops, you know, before yeah. I don't know what Trump's planning to do, but the cops just opened up on them, and yeah, there were bad actors in there, and they were all carrying umbrellas, and that sounds to me like those are the folks that um, have no agenda except to create violence. Right. And and they turned that peaceful protest, but the cops responded by pepper spraying the whole crowd, confiscating. People were standing there with their bikes, you know, just watching, and the up and ripped the bikes out of their hands and threw them into piles. They're like bikes, piles right. of 70 bikes. They took all of their, they confiscated all their personal stuff. Well, I and, thought was, there was one picture of a guy on a bicycle and he's riding down the street and one of these thugs actually, you know, rushes him, knocks him off his bike, right? Yeah. And, and grabs him. What? 
These are American citizens who are doing nothing but, I mean, for the ones that are, the worst that they're doing is what? Graffiti? And this is well. They were trying like, to they were trying to pull down the Columbus statue, but okay. but um, but that was not the intent of the protest. The the protest was a Black Lives Matter thing, and 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 the interviews that I heard there was that was not the intent on anyone's part. At you know at the beginning of the thing when they ended up where they ended up, it was clear that amongst them there were other people that had different ideas and that that had been coordinated. But it was a very small minority, and what it looked like was some of them were supposed to draw the cops away so others of them could climb the statue and bring it down. And 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 the police responded by attack, just wholesale attacking of everybody without any attempt to distinguish between who are the people that were causing the problems and who are the people that had every single constitutional right to be standing there unharassed what i don't uh, okay so you have the um i guess the attorney general of washington state uh suing now i know the aclu there is on this but i'm wondering where is i mean where's the congress where is uh, this is this cannot stand uh, steve schmidt you know who there's ran, someone's introduced a bill that you can't use um you, well, yeah, you can't use that, the military, but this isn't the military. It is not the military, but he's attempting to take an interior uh, people who are meant to guard borders, um, and he's bringing them into the interior of the country and using as a f- police force on American citizens who, you know, are not... I don't know. Steve Schmidt, who ran McCain's campaign, uh, tweeted this. I mean, he's he's clearly he's just beside himself. He says the governor of Oregon should deploy the state police and the National Guard and arrest these paramilitary forces operating without identification, snatching Americans off the street, stuffing them into unmarked vehicles. We live in the United States of America. We're watching a secret police forming before our eyes. It is an abomination. Yeah. 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 That is correct. So um, I just can't believe there's not more. When I see the news, it maybe gets covered, you know, halfway through. I think it's a huge story. Yeah. Oh, God. You know, and here's the other story. The latest poll out that says that while 67% of America totally stands with Black Lives Matter, that same 67% is sort of, eh, about actually doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Progress comes very, very grudgingly and way too slowly. Um, more, more uh, Steve Schmidt. I mean, you know, yeah, is that yeah. name? Yeah. Please understand what this means. Heavily armed federal 
vigilantes who act under no clear authority, who use force provocatively and will not identify themselves, are coming to your town within 120 days of a federal election and at a time when protests are a regular occurrence. Where's the Attorney General of the United States? He's, he's behind this. They're heavily armed. They are not just defensive. They are offensive, roving offensive forces. They do not identify themselves. They do not communicate with the people they're uh, grabbing. They don't even communicate with local officials. All of the kinds of protocols that any, you know, uh, I, I, I'm just, I, this, guys, is, uh, this is Trump's Gestapo for me. And if you think it ain't, you're nuts. Joaquin Castro uh, said he's particularly troubled that uh, Trump picked, uh, you know, the Border Patrol people to be the ones to do this because it has, it is a very problematic agency, says Castro, in terms of respecting human rights and even respecting the law. And um, an expert in authoritarian governments, a professor, I forget where he's from, his name is Snyder, wrote a book called On Tyranny. He said, the history of autocracy offers several examples of border agents being used against regime enemies. This is a classic way that violence happens in authoritarian regimes, whether it's Franco-Spain or the Russian Empire. The people who are getting used to committing violence on the border are then brought in to commit violence against people in the interior. And yeah, and and Castro has this same concern that, you know, that I thought of as well. And since these guys are dressed as they are and are unidentified, the far-right groups that regularly dress like this could easily masquerade as them. How do you know? And go after their enemies on the left. Now, Pelosi has tweeted Trump and his stormtroopers must be stopped. But, uh, yeah, can we afford to wait the six months until Joe Biden would be sworn in as president? What the holy hell is going to be left of us? Let's talk about chickens. Okay. No. Well, it's just so, it's so unbearable. It's so frightening. Well, let's talk about technology. If I sound different, um, I think Mother's Landline just went out again, so I'm back on my cell. So if I don't sound good, that's why. Okay. Well, that's okay. That's okay. Hey, um, Roger sent me a great quote, um, and it's from the Jefferson Memorial. So Jefferson is now one of these people (laughs) 
who uh, we're looking at a little more with more scrutiny. Um, and even though he wrote much of the foundational documents, the stirring words that America lives by, he did not live by them. So he didn't mean all men are created equal. He meant all white property owner men right, are created equal. That's what he really meant. Um, but that wouldn't read as well. But he said this, and this is what I want people who think, you're erasing history, you're thising and thatting, the founding fathers said this, or any, or, or any strict constructionist who thinks that this is what they said, like the Second Amendment. It was written at a time when the United, or the Electoral College. The, this, these things were for a different historical period, right? If the Founding Fathers were living today, I doubt seriously whether the Constitution would look in a lot like it does, right? Right. I think. Okay, so here's what Jefferson said. I am not an advocate for frequent changes in laws and constitutions, but laws and institutions must go hand in hand with the progress of the human mind. As that becomes more developed, more enlightened, as new discoveries are made, new truths discovered, and manners and opinions changed, with the change of circumstances, institutions must advance also to keep pace with the times. We might as well require a man to wear still the coat which fitted him when a boy as civilized society to remain ever under the regimen of their barbarous ancestors. Now, when he wrote that, wasn't thinking of himself as a barbarous ancestor to us, but in fact, he was in some ways. He was an amazingly enlightened man, but not completely. And here he is with the self-awareness to know that in 100 years, 200 years, 300 years, much of what he stood for would not be worth defending anymore, that you have to move on. Why can't people see how complex humans are? So you don't have to, you know, he doesn't have to be, the people who do want to like literally wipe out everybody, all these guys, Washington, Jefferson, blah, 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 blah. Look at the totality of their lives and what they contributed, and then make a judgment about them. Now, if you're black, your judgment might be a lot harsher, and I understand that. But people are complicated. They ain't saints. None of these guys are. No one currently is. We got good stuff and bad stuff. I don't know. So... So what did you what did you think of the um, the letter put out by the um, that group I didn't read of, it. I didn't read it. I am. You know, um, I didn't either. I just I got aggravated at the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I think that's not. You know, again, I'm trying to keep my eye on the prize right now. That's the kind of thing 
that happens so often on the left and the right loves it where the left goes, you know, cannibalizes itself, right? We start fighting amongst ourselves. I do find this illiberal uh, lefty crowd uh, maddening, and I've said that for years. For years and years, they've still been doing it. I've said, I don't care if you're coming at me from the left or coming at me from the right. You can't tell me what I can say or what I have to think. So I, right. I just have plague on all of them. Uh, right. But it's you have not just as much right, though, to to claim that you want to, you know, quote, cancel someone as to claim you want to listen to them. I mean, you know, that's that happens to be your right. So you can write a letter one way or the other. But as far as I can tell, the only people that are really getting canceled around here sort of deserve it. You know, well, I, mean, I don't first, like the, the idea cancel, of cancel. You know, no, Susan, that's a right wing again. Suze, I think that's a right wing construct again, which is always what happened to us. The cancel culture. Um, right, right. I don't because think the right yeah, engages like the in cancel cult. I mean, if it's not, it's when you. It's what we used to call what ostracism, and humans that's have been doing this kind of thing since day one. Shunning, 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 ostracize, exile. You're not in the group. You know that's right. When we when we find that the men, you know, that men are, you know, working out of the powerful man's handbook and raping and pillaging and doing these things, and they're being held accountable, and people don't want to, you know, see their comedy shows or go to their businesses or watch their movies anymore, and they're held accountable. That's that's appropriate. That's mm-hmm. the culture upholding its own standards. Finally, yeah. it's appropriate, and you know, I, and what what's not appropriate is is you know an idea that I think might actually be somewhat true that universities do not foster a full range of thought. And right. but I don't even think that's true. I don't, I you really know what, it, it, it just I exhausts don't. me. That we cannot, you know how I, I feel that. about, you know, like yeah, I, this idea that I don't, feel, what you said me, I don't feel safe. You know, I go nuts with that stuff. Everybody just fucking man up a little bit, excuse me for, for I'm sure a sexist thing. And everybody is just so, oh God, I don't know. Susan, this is a topic that makes me berserk. It makes me berserk. Any that I have, I have microaggressed you against you. Yeah, uh, you have. See, you've triggered me. I you have triggered you. me. I made your very own show an unsafe place. That is and right. I, 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 I just as your as your beloved sister, I can't tell you how how sorry I am. <laughs> there. man, there's a really dark sky right over my backyard. <laughs> is that possible that there's going to be some rain? I need rain. Okay, I, I want to. I'm going to go to a obituary now, just because. It's a cheers up. Okay. Yes, exactly right. I wish I could pronounce this woman's name, and I want to thank Ruth for sending this obit to me. I later saw it. It's it's a local obit. Dolores Zmagot. How would you pronounce? 
I'm just going to spell this. S-Z-M-A-G-A-J. Wow. S-Z-M-A-G-A-J. Zmagagaj. Jacket. Russian woman? Anyway, this woman, we'll call her Dolores. She died. Um, and she wrote her own obit. Um, she obviously left some things blank, so her survivors had to fill it in. So she said, my odyssey lasted 94 years. The trip took a lot longer than I'd anticipated. Um, and she talks about her husband, Henry, um, and uh, Henry decided to go up and die on me in 1992. The nerve of that man. And I want to get to this part that I thought was so cute. She said, we had four children. They all claimed to be my favorite. And I want to set the record straight. My favorite was my Japanese chin dog named Bart. I was known in like. <laughs> I was known in my community as one of the first career women in the 50s. Being a devout Catholic and 100% Polish, I actually got to touch and speak to Pope John II, and I had the picture to prove it. I could have died and gone to heaven that day. In my later years, my mind started playing tricks on me. I often confused my favorite grandchild, Candace, she won by default since she was my only grandchild with my favorite niece, Ginny. Anyway, my only great-grandchild, Colton, really was my favorite. I never cursed in my life. However, during the last several years, my favorite phrase of endearment had become, go to hell. To my, <laughs> to my so-called friends who never bothered to call and check on me when I stopped chauffeuring them around, go to hell. Boy, that felt good to say. <laughs> ah, Dolores, I wish I'd known you. That's what I said. I said to Ruth, I said, I wish I'd known this old bird. She says, because I've outlived most of my family members and friends, and due to the coronavirus, services will be private. Um, I will be buried next to Henry at St. Augustine's Mausoleum in Pittsburgh. Unfortunately, Henry was buried without his hearing aids. I'm not... <laughs> How cute is that? He's going to have to yell at him. <laughs> Dolores, love you. So, yeah, Dolores. I love that she sat around in her quarantining writing her obituary. <laughs> I, I think oh. I'll like mine. Oh, God. So here, there's a really, I found this interesting um, article. Uh, it was in the Washington Post uh, yesterday about how we have misinterpreted what Darwin meant by um, survival of the fittest. And it's, it's, it's very, um, I, you know, when we think of fittest, what do we think of? We think of 
as some guy in a gym. And that's right. We think it's strong, physical strength, right? Right. And instead, it might be kindness. Exactly right. So, somebody, these two scientists have written this book. There, uh, and they say most people assume that Darwin was talking about physical strength when he referred to survival of the fittest, meaning that talking the, about the ability to get along, folks. That is absolutely correct. Their new book is called "Survival of the Friendliest," um, and they Ladies would and gentlemen, argue. Gentlemen, we give you dogs. That's right. Well, they specifically talk about dogs and bonobos um, who have survived, have had extraordinarily successful evolutions because they are not jerks. Dogs, they say, are exhibit A. They are the extremely friendly descendants of wolves. Now, sadly... Wolves are threatened and endangered in the few places where they still live. Whereas dogs, (laughs) there are hundreds of millions of dogs. And so the wolf, which was the, you know, fittest in terms of, you know, I'm going to eat you, aren't making it. But dogs who decided to to create a symbiotic relationship with humans. They're the big winners, right? Yeah. And they also say that apparently bonobos, that a lot of people, when they see them, think are chimpanzees, aren't. Chimpanzees are bastards. They, they make war. They'll rip, they'll, they'll rip your face off. Yes. Chimpanzees will rip your face off. They can be really violent. They'll even kill one another. It's a totally male-dominated culture, chimpanzee culture. Bonobos, on the other hand, are governed by females. They do not kill one another. Uh, They are natural sharers. They enjoy sharing food They never outgrow their willingness to do so, unlike chimpanzees who, like, will kill you if you think you're going to get some of their food. So they posit that for humans, if we're going to continue to evolve successfully, who says we are evolving successfully? Friendliness is the winning strategy. Well, as long as we're guided, you know, as long as testosterone is all over the globe as it is, we're fucked. Because the way you solve social problems is through social solution. It's not for killing the other or demonizing the other. I don't know. We're capable of such cruelty. So I I don't know. I don't think that that cooperative part of us, that teamwork part, that more feminine part of us, it has not overwhelmed the the aggressive, cruel 
No, no, it's been killing part. Well, I don't know then how we're ever going to, we're screwed. Well, I, mean, a, I hate to, I a, hate to bring this back to where you started, but you know this is just there. There you have it, Trump and his you know unleashing his thugs. Yeah. When well, when the pro when the protests you know are you know peaceful enough, handled by the state, and in furtherance of a massive social justice issue, the purposeful setting in of of that for that way is the prime example of what not to do according to what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we keep doing it. I mean, we'll, we'll never learn. Some of the most successful countries are run by women. Shit. Not around here. There is the cutest picture that came with this story of a bonobo um, who's sitting behind the cutest dog. It's it says it's the bonobo's in the Congo, and it says this is the village dog, and the bonobo's <laughs> holding the dog's ear. Almost looks like it's going to start chewing on it. It's holding the dog's ear. The dog's got this big smile on his face with his eyes closed. They're pals. Two kind, successful animals. It's raining here. Susan, there hasn't been rain. I have not had any rain in so long. It is. Oh. Your big black cloud was productive. Yay! Yeah, but it's already lightening up. On it's not going to last long. Jeez! Oh, for heaven's sake! You sound like our mother. Well, it that doesn't count. Well, it won't. I need a good soak because <laughs> it's not going to count. Come on, son of a. No, it's light as hell coming right at me. Really, it is going to last for two seconds. Oh, oh, oh. So, um, gratitude, oh. Lynn. Practice gratitude. All right. In, instead of enjoying that brief moment of respite with rain, you simply screamed more, not enough. <laughs> well, I got news for you. I'm right. I know. I hear. I hear what you're saying, but uh, <laughs> this is just a tease, a total tease. All right. Let's see here. Uh, Lynn writes, "Trump is the last person who should be talking about cancel culture." Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus. Exactly. See, I mean, somebody looks at him cross-eyed and he destroys him. Right. Right. He, he uh, canceled his whole government three times. Yeah. Uh, Lynn writes, he is the one trying to cancel out the whole Obama legacy, cancel the ACA, cancel the environmental rules, even cancel out the Consumer Protection Agency as well as Voice of America. What doesn't he cancel? She says, I'm sickened. Yeah. Yeah. Little Tony writes, when I read that obit the other day, I thought of you. I knew you'd like it. 
She must have been a very interesting lady. Hey, by the way, what did you do with all those chicken thighs? (laughs) Susan, I tweeted the other day. It was two days ago, I think. I had all these chicken thighs in my refrigerator, and I had to do, I had to, you know, so I, I made this beautiful, beautiful panful. It was like eight chicken thighs, and it was black beans and tomatoes and, and uh, rice, and oh, God, it's such a good recipe, and jalapeno peppers, and ah, just mm. wonderful. And it looked so pretty when it came out of the oven that I, I'd never have done this in my life. I took a picture. <laughs> I took a picture of it, and I, I tweeted it, and I said, I don't know what I said. What did I say? Look what I just made. That, yeah, look, I booked. I was going to say, look what I did. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, but the point was, was that I was, there was nobody there to eat it. Right. There was nobody there to eat it. So I can't remember exactly what I said. Oh, here it is. I said, I made this tonight. There's no one here but me. And it got like, well, it says here, 57 people uh, immediate, you know, like got it. Like, aw. I got to tell you, Tony, in regard to your question, that night I ate three of them. That's the problem. I was going to say, no problem. <laughs> yeah, I ate three of them. Now, wait a minute. Yesterday, so that leaves five. Yesterday, I ate one. So we're down to four. And... um I'm going to eat one for lunch. I'll be down to three. You know, after a while, no matter how good it is, you can't take it anymore. You get tired of it. You get tired of it. You know what's in there, too, that makes it just really good is you break a stick of cinnamon in half and you put it in. And it suffuses this with this just unbelievable sort of like cinnamony stuff along with the jalapenos and it's just, it's like I love stuff with a lot of and it is good so yeah they were delicious Tony thank you very much <laughs> um, is, you know if uh, cooking is is um is is loving and caring and if even if it's only two and for yourself so go for it yeah but you know i i just looked at this is pathetic i just so want to share this with people yeah I know. and well, um whatever so anyway uh, paul writes this morning on morning joe they referred to trump's revived daily covid-19 briefings as the Clorox Variety Hour. <laughs> he says, I just call it his daily shit show. Well, I, I just don't think that it should be covered. That's all. Just don't cover just report it. it. Just report, send a reporter and cover what he says, if he says it. Yes, 
It doesn't have to be in, in, in real time. Oh, God. I don't know. You know, the whatever. I tried to be more, uh, you know, I did cats. I did chickens. I did the end of Western civilization. I did, um, you know, I tried. No, you did, you did well. It stopped raining. <laughs> okay, I sentenced you, since it's not raining, to taking Blue for a walk in the neighborhood with the killer cat. I will, you know, I got to tell you, I will no more turn down that block again. That cat is the greatest guard animal ever. Totally terrorized me. I will never, ever go near that place. I got a feeling that cat will remember me. Oh, just pick up a rock. I actually thought, I actually, if I'd see, I would have thrown something at it. I've never, and I love cats. I love cats. But this cat, no, I don't know. You know, right after we escaped the cat, and I was still like, you know, (gasps) a car stops and actually backs up to me, and the window comes down. They say, hi, Lynn. And I look. I can't see. I can't see. My eyes are getting really bad. I said, who's that? And they screamed, Tony and Jan. And I said, who's that? I can't even. Producer pretended he was really a child. You remember that? Yeah. Well, that that was Tony. Anyway, so they said, hi, how you doing? Well, it was great to see. I hadn't seen him since this whole goddamn thing. And, um... All they must think I'm nuts because all I could say, I said, "Watch out! There's a cat right there on the corner. See that cat? <laughs> Stay away from that cat. That cat'll kill you, kill you dead." I did the whole thing. The cat, he was like, you know, I was still hysterical. They were laughing and laughing, like, and, and I was not. <laughs> They probably drove on and said, boy, Lynn's really gotten a little strange during this. (laughs) (laughs) And I also was sort of freaked. It's okay, Lynn. You were always strange, yes? Yeah, well, I was also freaked. And later thought, oh, my God, they recognized me because I looked like a bag lady. I mean, I had this sort of weird hat on. I had the mask on. I had no. How did they even recognize me? Isn't that odd? Oh, but they did. I'm just imagining the mad woman of Shio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Damn. All right. Well, Sue, All right. Th- thanks for spending the hour with us. And, uh, is Mom okay? Everything okay there? Everything's fine here. Good. And I, and I, I, um, whacked away at the at the jungle that had become my patio I was now you know I have no right to complain about those people behind me anymore because that's what my place looked like well when you got back to Chicago yeah your whole yard was yeah but you know I when I'm walking the dog I see yards that look like that and I think these people must have you know be spending someplace else 
and didn't make any allowance, I guess, to take have that taken care of. But I'm talking about front yards that look, you know, just overgrown in neighborhoods in which that's simply not allowed. So that's not done. Yeah. Well, I took care of mine because it's not done. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. And um, guys, I'll be back uh, tomorrow. I guess pretty much on my own, as far as I know. And um, I hope you'll join me and even talk to me. Okay. Have a good day. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.